1: Two times, two different co-hosts. We'll bring it to you every ball, going down the hall. You, the slapper girl, in particular, have a something I want you to rock Rocking camp. Because uh, she hates Kira Sedgwick, even though I have no opinion of Kira Sedgwick. Hey everyone, it's Rulaska Thoughts. We are doing it in two parts today because I realized that, uh, Lowry and I, well, actually Lowry realized as soon as I stopped the recording that we forgot to mention a very important topic that we even teased on the show. Yes. So we're going to discuss it now, along with a couple other things we forgot to mention on the show. Um... But right now I'm joined by the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself for the segment before the break. It's Miss Lorian K. Roggenkamp. Hello, Lorian. Hello. People don't notice The K stands for Kira Sedgwick. It's probably part of the reason you hate her.
2: No. No, I hate (sighs) her because she's
1: a terrible person. All right, let's get into this. So for... People who are new to the show or or whatever, Lori has a history with Kira Sedgwick, and so when I saw that Kira Sedgwick and that Lori was going to be the guest co-host anyway, she was already going to be history, the like we the were third friends. chair. But also, when I saw that Kira Sedgwick was the guest co-host, I was like, oh fuck, we are going to be in for it on this episode. And then I forgot to bring it up, and you forgot to yeah, bring it
2: up. I forgot to. Well, to be honest with you, her her in that in the show was just so forgetful. Like she, she contributed almost nothing to the show. Yeah, yeah. You could have had a, a stick
1: figure up there, and that they I would think have you did. More. But before we yeah. get into that, let's give everyone your history about your run in with Kira Sedgwick.
2: So I actually liked Kira Sedgwick. Like I was a huge fan of The Closer, which is a show that she did for for a while, and I actually liked Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon, and I they were. I was coming out of uh, iOS, which is an improv theater in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it's this alleyway where people would spill out onto the street after a show, mm-hmm. you know, and they'd just be talking in groups. And I went, I saw them, and I went up to them, and I it was Kier Cedric, and you were Kevin working Bacon. at the time, right? You were I working was an for, intern. You're an yeah. intern
1: at iOS. Okay.
2: It was Kier Cedric, Kevin Bacon, and and um, oh god, I can't remember the other girl's name. From The Hunger Games. I always forget her name, too. Yeah. She was... Uh, yeah, she played uh, Alec Baldwin's wife in 30 Rock. Um, yes. I can't... Remember. Anyways. I'm going to look... So you she, talk about it. look it up. Okay. So she... So anyway, so I walk out and I just say, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. I just want to say I love you guys. I love your work. Thank you. And that's it. That's all I said. And I think it was... Wait, weren't you supposed
1: to tell them to move out of the way or something?
2: No. I never no because they weren't in the way they were like over off to the side Oh,
1: in my head in the story they were in the way in the street and you oh no and i don't even know if i was interning that
2: day i think i just came out and saw them Uh and what and then there were two other guys that were in their circle elizabeth banks elizabeth yeah so elizabeth banks goes that's extremely rude
1: Oh, that was, I thought it was Kira Sedgwick that said that. Okay. Maybe it
2: was, it might have been Kira Sedgwick, but it was one of the, so either Elizabeth Banks said that's extremely rude, and Kira Sedgwick said, yeah, you didn't even address the other two guys. You know, we're clearly talking to someone or something like mm-hmm. that. So it was one or the other, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I walked away, and that was it. And I didn't, you know. Did
1: Kevin Bacon say
2: anything? He kind of just scoffed, like he scoffed, like he was a little like pussy and just okay. kind of scoffed. So ever since then, I've just been like, I absolutely, I mean, 30 Rock is grandfathered in because I love that show, mm-hmm. but I refuse to do participate. I I won't even see Cocaine Bear, which to me is, sounds like a great movie, but yeah. I won't see it because Elizabeth Banks directed it. So, so you I hate to, Elizabeth
1: Banks and you hate yes. Kirsten. Now, what about, does Kevin and, Bacon get any shrapnel in this?
2: I won't see anything Kevin Bacon.
1: So any of the yeah. three people that they're in, anything yeah. they're involved, those three people, you are done with them. They've and I don't know who the two
2: people, the two other guys in the group were because they're not memorable and they're stupid. And, they, and I don't like them anyways, but they're not memorable. So who gives a shit who they are? Yeah. But um, yeah. So I refuse to to participate in anything they they do. And so I was worried. Be, but I mean, Keira Cedric is, you know, a semi good actor. Mm-hmm. And so I was worried that I was going to be like, oh, I hope I don't like her in this. And I was glad that I didn't. I was like glad that she was just yeah, like so a wet Now that
1: we've, we've covered why you hate Kira Sedgwick, we did not talk about what was your opinion of her as a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race?
2: I mean, I think a queef would have had more entertaining things why, to say. Why are you so anti-woman today? I'm <laughs> not anti. Look, women, I don't have to support a woman just simply because she's a woman.
1: That's a yes, very sexist idea. Yes, you do. No, it's, it's a not. rule. Do
2: okay. you support men just because they're men?
1: Yes, I do. Name a man. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Oh, Big fan. Especially also, his performance in the street outside of Iowa West.
2: Also, can we just say that they're related? They're like seventh or ninth cousins, Kara Cedric and Kevin Bacon. What I didn't know this. Yeah, they did like one of those like who do you think you are or yeah or who are you and they found out that they're like seventh or ninth so they're they're cut they're cousins that fuck mm-hmm. and and well, like kira, Se- kira sedgwick's attitude towards it wasn't like oh geez that's crazy she was like i knew it i knew that we were related oh, like yeah, she I... knew
1: our distance cousins it doesn't say how
2: yeah they're like seventh or ninth cousins
1: okay yeah four oh, this just came out four days ago Hold on, I'm looking this up here. No, Wait, it was a while ago. Oh no, it's from 2012. You're right. It is a, a ninth cousins. Yeah, they're ninth cousins. Yeah, Lori, ninth cousin is basically no. like nothing.
2: No, 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 no. They're Wait, still cousins. Lori,
1: no. You would you would not hook up with. I'm telling you right now. I would marry, have a hook up, not have a problem with a ninth, ninth cousin.
2: No, that's gross. Not, even, not even a little cousin? bit. Ninth cousin?
1: No. Look, I think it's gross up to like third or fourth cousin. And fourth cousin, under cousin is iffy. no circumstances in.
2: are you to fuck any of your cousins. That's so weird. There's so many people out there. You're, fuck you, a
1: non-cousin. Lori, Lori, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. Okay? I don't know
2: why this is so controversial. It is controversial. You should not I'm gonna fuck a something. cousin.
1: I'm going to tell you something right now. Let me show you something here. I'm going to show you my DNA from uh, Ancestry.com, Okay. OK, so obviously my so, you know, uh, I guess I have like 7000 CM, you know, shared because my parents are half and half. Right. I can't see that. Mm-hmm. Right. My brother and I share 2600, whatever the CM stands for. I'm going to go down to fourth cousin. OK. Mm-hmm. We share 83. Here, 78, 75, 74. That's so little. So, okay, that's no. even and that's even debate. That's fourth cousin. You go down to ninth cousin. Let me see if I can go down to ninth. Let I me. Mean, oh, my God. I, I, the fourth cousin. There's so many fourth cousins. Oh, it says, it says close matches fourth cousin or closer. So anything outside of fourth cousin is not considered a close match.
2: You should not fuck a cousin. That's a blanket statement. That should be in a uh, uh, round. You shouldn't fuck anybody related to you. That's a. That's a, just a. Uh, no, n- under no circumstances. Yeah,
1: and distant cousin. If I was I a senator,
2: I would make it illegal to be married or have sexual relations with a
1: family member. But Lori, ninth cousin is like not related. It's really. still
2: a cousin.
1: Lori, this is ridiculous. It's, no, it is, you
2: are being ridiculous. No, Why would you want to fuck 100... a family member? The family tree is not a dating site. Don't fuck a family member. So, and also, I will say she was in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and if mm-hmm. you guys haven't watched that, it's pretty—it's a pretty great show, and she was really
1: funny in that. So it was, Who was? that was
2: a Kira Sedgwick.
1: Wait, well, you're so you're admitting you're a big Kira Sedgwick fan?
2: I am not a Kira Sedgwick fan. I'm just saying that I—you
1: said you liked her in the Closer. You said that you yeah. like her in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Like you're a big fan to me?
2: No. You can at, look. I liked Elizabeth Banks and Thirty Rock. I still will never watch another thing that she does
1: because she was rude to you outside of this. Yes, thing. I actually think when we finish recording, we should go and on the video part of this Riverside and record a brief thing where you tell this story again, and I'm gonna post it on TikTok. No. Okay, then I'm just gonna go and post it on myself. I'm gonna say like, "Listen, I have a friend, Lori Camp, and because everyone always re-
2: says it's my fault. Whenever I t- I share this story, everyone's always like, "You shouldn't have gone up to them." I also had been when drinking. When have I ever said bit. this? I also have been drinking a little bit, so
1: but if, people if were saying, "You're like, being honest, Lori." And I all you honest. did, yes. So Let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on TikTok today and post this. So I'm yeah. gonna say that no, ac- I don't want it. According, look at my according face. to you, I don't want you posting this. You went this. out on the street, and I don't want you posting this. And Elizabeth Banks, look terrible. Kira Sedgwick. No, I'm gonna do it myself. Okay. And Kevin Bacon. We're staying around talking to two people. You innocently yeah. walked up to them and said, Hey, I just wanted to tell you I'm a big fan. And either Kira Cedric or Elizabeth Banks, you don't remember who, said, That was really rude. Yeah. You didn't even acknowledge the two other people we're talking to. And Elizabeth Banks or Kira Cedric, the other female, concurred and was like, Yeah, that yeah. is really rude. And Kevin Bacon sneered at you. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I so I said, I, I remember I said something along. I was like, I'm sorry to bother you. I just want to say, I love you all i love your work thank you and that's okay. it and i went to walk away that was the mm-hmm. thing that was so fr- was i thought was so was like they could have literally just let me walk away and been like yeah. that was weird yeah you know they but instead they had to, to be like that was super like to me that was yeah. super rude so yeah. i'm yeah, gonna actually gonna them. make
1: the tiktok on wednesday so that they can go i'll even plug the show i'm like kira sedgwick kevin bacon elizabeth banks if this gets to you let me tell you, you can go listen to her tell her own version of the story. Yeah. Drag Race Recap. Wouldn't
2: that be funny if Kira Cedric's like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I don't want to say how or, and don't. Or what I would love even more is if she doubled down. She's like, I remember this moment, she was a mess.
1: <laughs> Lori, I'm gonna tell you this. I don't even know this, and if you know this, don't repeat how. But you know we're only one degree away from Kira Cedric, right?
2: We're not one degree away from Kira Cedric.
1: Yes, we are. How? I can't say if you don't know.
2: How do you... What? That makes yes, no
1: sense. We're one degree away from Kira Sedgwick. Oh, that makes no sense.
2: How are we one degree away from Kira? Sedgwick? I just told
1: you I can't tell you.
2: I literally just said that. All right. Anyways, here's the thing. Here's what I hate about these guest stars. hmm Is I feel like they put them in a position where they can really only offer like compliments you know like Mm -hmm. and i feel like that does nothing for nobody you know what i mean like just saying like i love this outfit it was so great like that who cares
1: so she didn't say she didn't really say any jokes but i do want to talk about lori went off for like 10 minutes to me today so remember, towards the end of their segment, the judges' deliberations. Kira Sedgwick did her snatch game character. She did Madeline Kahn from Young Frankenstein. Laurie, why don't you tell us everyone what you thought about that?
2: I mean, she didn't. It, first off, can I be uh, perfectly honest? I, my dad, that Young Frankenstein is one of my dad's favorite movies. Okay. So I've watched it more than I care. Uh, not more than I care to admit. It's a great movie. If you haven't watched mm-hmm. it, you should watch it. Young Frankenstein, probably one of the best comedies there is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Secondly, she was not doing Madeline Kahn in Who Young was she Frankenstein. Doing? she was doing either Terry Garr in Young Frankenstein or Cloris Leachman in Fra- Young Frankenstein. I couldn't get, I think it was Terry Garr. Terry Garr has like a Germanish accent in the movie. Madeleine mm-hmm. Kahn has a very upper crust uh kind of like um you know uh londonish not not necessarily London but not London, but like kind of like a um I'm trying to think of like like a upper crust society American society accent that's almost got like a twinge of of London in it mm-hmm. so she does not have a German accent in the movie. So okay. she wasn't doing Madeline Kahn, first and foremost. <laughs> However, okay. yeah, I mean, I don't know what RuPaul smoked before <laughs> that the, the, when he asked her, but he was like, "Oh, what? Who would you do?" And she go, oh, "Madeline Kahn." He's like, "Hello, darling," and he was like. <laughs>
1: Lori, you have no right okay i agree with a lot of you that was not good or anything like that but if this kara sedgwick came on here right now kevin bacon and they came on here you would fold so quickly
2: oh for sure in a heartbeat
1: i would fold i'm
2: a i'm a major cri- hypocrite who what what about me made it seem like i would, would stick to my say guns
1: if kevin bacon and kara sedgwick reached out to you and we're like, they would
2: never, in a million years, okay, reach yeah, out to me. if
1: they reach out to you and say, "You know what? We are so sorry," um,
2: I would we- see, I would love it more if they doubled down. If they were like, "We distinctly remember this, and she was a hot mess," and then they like they doubled down on this. I that's what I would love uh-huh. more than anything. But if they reach out and said sorry, then yeah, I mean, that would floor me. I would,
1: I would. Would you become fanned again?
2: Probably. Yeah. All right. I would definitely be able to watch Cocaine Bear, which has oh. been killing me that I can't watch it. So
1: All right. Well, there you go. That, that's a motive for um, Elizabeth Banks to reach out to you. All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Robert <laughs> yeah. Mata is going to join the us and person. we're going to talk about UK VW3 and other topics I forgot to talk about on Drag Race Recap. We'll be back right after this. Are back and we are back 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 again with one roberto mata hey joe thanks for letting
0: me crash your party with laurie
1: no you're not crashing any party with laurie here's the thing. everyone should know robert is so fucking sensitive he tries to pretend he's not sensitive what but i remember having a conversation with robert where he was like i only want to do every other week and i was like okay and then i was just confirming yesterday and you're like i don't know what you're talking about
0: because I, I think this is one of uh, several miscommunications we've had over the life cycle of my stint on this Afterthought Media Podcast mm-hmm. Network where I actually have textual receipts that indicate exactly what I meant and you took it to mean something more dramatic and or sentimental than it was.
1: Have you seen the show, Tamar?
0: When I, <laughs> exactly. But I'm not actually upset about it. I'm, I'm cackling. If I had my camera on, you'd see me smiling. But... um what I had said was at the time you wanted possibly Taylor to join you on afterthought uh, after Rulaska thoughts, excuse me. And I said, well, then I could, we could switch off and do half and half as an offer of a solution. Oh, I see. Not as a, Oh, fine. I'll only do half. It was more like, you know, maybe consider this
1: option. Anyway, uh, I have some drag race related topics to talk about, about this latest episode, Robert, but before we get into that, did you have any thoughts on the latest episode?
0: I actually really enjoyed it, and maybe it was because it was a Sunday and I was on a variety a cocktail of things. But I actually got somewhat emotional during
1: Safira's uh, mere moments about her father. Do, uh, do we do? Are we able to relate or something? Like I don't know, but the... not not really.
0: No, not at all. Like I have a great relationship with my dad, and we've never had any like major falling out like that. I, like I said, it could have just been my, my mental state, even though I felt pretty good. But what I mean is that the, the episode gave me a full range of emotions. I felt, I felt sad and human. I felt great. I loved her, James Brown. I liked Plain Jane's uh, Yelena, if that's how it's pronounced. Um, and I, I actually enjoyed Nymphia's Jane Goodall. I was just having a good time with the episode, and I felt every emotion they asked me to feel in that hour. And that, I think, is quality television, right?
1: So I have a couple of questions for you. There like, sure. Your topics that I meant to bring up on the show, and either forgot or got away from us or something. One of them was um, somebody I know. We got into a heated debate talking about Maya's uh, Trina's cousin Shaniqua sure. uh, character, and my whole thing was, and I and this came from this has actually been I don't know if you've seen this on Reddit, but you know, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha in on this. Candy Muse is waiting on this. But it's just like, to me... <laughs> like, I thought New York queens are supposed to be booked and busy. You know, you're right. The, but I happen to agree with the, both of them, which is, at what point now are we just now making up a, a person? It's not even a character. Now it's just like, Trina's cousin, Shaniqua. This is, that Snatch Game, in essence... Even if it's, a, if it's absurd, like it's a dead celebrity or like a, a, a despot or anybody, that, that it's some sort of famous person that everyone knows who that person is to some degree, even if it's a vegan chef from YouTube. And that when are we making up a person now that's just like, you know, somebody's cousin, even though Trina's a rapper, like, well, I don't know. Again, and I said, I don't think you should be allowed just to make up a person. I think I think people like the Gold Tooth Fairy and Jesus and Satan are like really already pushing the limit. And I don't know if you had any thoughts on this, Robert.
0: Well, I haven't really woven a complete analysis of the topic, but I think the answer to your question is that it sort of depends on when you watch Drag Race and theref- when you started watching Drag Race and therefore how Snatch Game was sold to you as an audience member. At Mm -hmm. the beginning, it was sold as an impersonation, celebrity impersonation challenge, where that was the crux of the show and what they were supposed to be doing. As the show's evolved, they've made it quite explicit that, no, the actual challenge is to make RuPaul laugh. So I think, to say the most absurd thing in the whole wide world, the integrity of the Snatch Game doesn't really exist anymore because it's no longer an
1: impersonation challenge. It's a dance for Mother Ru. Wait, hold please. It's funny that you say that because that very position was taken with me. And as you know, I watched the show twice, once for fun, two for work. And the argument happened in between those viewings. And so on the second viewing, I was very, you know, my antennas were up. And RuPaul, in giving the main challenge, says to the girls, Snatch game, you know she's doing like we know what it is, but she's like it's where you do a celebrity impersonation and try to make me laugh. And I will be honest with you, this yes, the rules have loosened over the years, okay. And so it was in the beginning, it, even though it wasn't directly stated, it was heavily implied that you should only impersonate a female celebrity. Yes. Then we have Kennedy Davenport sort of pushed the boundary by impersonating a gay male celebrity. And then we see that for a while. Mm-hmm. And now it's just James Brown's just a straight man <laughs> that they're just doing now. I'd on the say show.
0: James Brown is pretty draggy.
1: Okay, I'll take that, right? But at least it's a celebrity, Yeah, you know? Um, and by the way, I'm all for and In fact, I think it would have been good advice for a drag queen to not even really do a... So, what I mean is like, say... Nominally that they're doing a celebrity, but then not even do it. Like for instance, let's say, uh, um, you know, but I don't think Maya is this clever. Were Maya to have been like, okay, I'm not going to do Tiffany New York Pollard, and just said I'm doing Carol Channing, and then came out in the same wig and did the same act, but just said she was Carol Channing, that would have been <laughs> iconic. It it definitely would have been subversive.
0: I hope Christian yeah. knows what that word means, but. <laughs> Well, actually, this is going to dovetail right into something that you've said on previous episodes. But what Maya did was render herself immune from any possible criticism about impersonation as a concept Mm -hmm. because obviously she knows she can't fulfill that brief. But then she just pulled out every stereotypically black affectation that she knows will make Rue laugh. Yes, that
1: is
0: true. It's kind of similar to that point. Trina is someone who's fairly well known in the queer community, but even then, that was a moment in time, and no one really knows any individual traits or characteristics of Trina. So she might as well have just been Trina herself, not Trina's cousin.
1: That point was made on the show.
0: Okay, yeah, sorry. I why not? To why Monday not? Morning, well,
1: and what it, what it comes down to, and I would love for you to weigh in on this. We, we, we I think it boils down to a, a Maya misunderstanding the assignment in the words of uh, Frisbee Jenkins. Or what was her name before she was Frisbee Jenkins? Uh, Sasha Bell at the time. Sasha Bell. And what I mean is, I don't know if you remember this, but Rue Paul, in giving her advice on impersonating Tiffany New York Pollard, you know, Maya's, because t- Rue asks her, well, how are you going to make Tiffany New York Pollard funny? How are you going to make New York funny? And she said, I'm just going to, you know, be the way I am with my friends, you know, uh, cutting up and stuff. And Rue says, OK, well, then take that and channel your friends. And but she meant in the guise of Tiffany New York Pollard. But Maya in my I'm guessing interpreted that as be one of your friends. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that interpretation. And I, so that's why I think being Trina never crossed her mind And I think the producers wisely thought it would be camp if she went out there as Trina's cousin, Shaniqua. And so just let her do that.
0: Um, I mean, I, I will confess that as an older fan of drag race, I did really enjoy the celebrity impersonation component of snatch game. And I think the first example that comes to mind was kimchi doing Kimmy Jong-un, which was just a gender swapped, you know, Kim Jong-un. And that, Pushed it in a way that I like, I'm like. i like, okay, well, if this skirts by this season, hopefully this isn't something we see commonly, but you're right in the sense that it's, it's, it's come up a lot now. Like, the Gold Tooth Fairy, who needed that?
1: Well, they go, well, you know, Trinity won as the devil. If I remember correctly, I didn't think she should have won as the devil.
0: No, I don't. I, but Trinity gets a million wins that she doesn't deserve, and, you know, I wasn't on All-Stars 4 or all Star 7 or Season 9, but I consistently think trinity is the most over-rewarded queen on this franchise so i have bias
1: i think yeah and you're, you're not alone in that in that opinion yeah now the other topic i want to talk about and i was originally going to do this as like a solo monologue but i would love to have this as a conversation is i you know like i said i i on any given friday uh, a queen could be fall in my favor or disfavor and in early on in the season i was pretty harsh on this morphine love dion But I will say that uh, over the course of the season, I don't know if I necessarily think she's the winner or the best queen by far, but she has grown on me in a way that I now appreciate her and get it, and I'm glad she's on the show, and I think she's a valuable part of the cast. That said, uh, well, first I want to get your opinion on that. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think I said last week that she was also growing on me.
0: And now every time I go hang out with Christian, I'm surprised that Morphine's not a part of the entourage at this point. She seems like one of the girls down. Yeah. And I think that's why I've grown or like accustomed and actually interested in her, because she she feels like a friend.
1: Yeah, you know, and what, what I want to add to this is, and what I've taken into consideration, and I think we should all take into consideration, is that, When you do a reality show and you're not used to being on television, that first day, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to become a shrinking violet or you're going to be way more than you really are. Okay? Yeah. And I think Morphine was just so fucking extra the first one or two weeks that she was there. And I just found that off-putting. But I think as she's grown more accustomed to the cameras, she's become more of her true self, which is much more likable. Yeah. And – um. this is maybe way too wide sweeping
0: a question, but I really think that there's an element of recoil that the audience goes through when they get a visual cue about how to feel about a queen when they first see them. Like you see, you see morphine for the first time and some people who have, may have like, I don't know, certain tendencies to be fat phobic or anti Latino or femme phobic or whatever, you know, combination of those lovely character traits basically decided upon first impression, I'm not going to like this person. She's going to fulfill all of my um, unsubstantiated negative opinions about this archetype of a person. And then unfortunately it's morphine or similarly received people's job to prove themselves. Otherwise they're, they're always fighting a losing battle because visually out of drag is not Someone who the audience wants to like immediately.
1: So I think you've hit on a big topic. I think you're right. And I think it has to do, believe it or not, with the umbrella getting wider. Not whiter, wider. I heard the and, D. And what I mean is, as it became more acceptable to be a homosexual, and it became uh it not even just homosexual. Because I'm going to actually change it a little bit. I'm going to widen it even more. Once it became more acceptable to have sex with the same gender or a sexual hookup or anything with the same gender, I thought, and it's sort of proven to be true, that we were going to see more what's called gay bros. And it's not because gay people are becoming broier. I think it's because bros are being more open to exploring that side of that sexuality, whether they stay in that world or not. And I think because of that, right now there's kind of a moment, because you know how many people on my TikTok I'm seeing that are like, yeah, dude, I like to go to Erewhon, then I go to the fucking, you know, uh," and they're like, they're literally, you would think it's like a straight frat white bro. I did the adjectives in the wrong order there. And so I think there is becoming, even though we are yay trans rights, yay non-binary, yay they thems, I think... From uh, a TikTok perspective, we're becoming, as gay people, more intolerant of it to some degree, or at least in a bigger, more vocal chapter of the homosexual world. Mm -hmm. And so I think there are people who are still uncomfortable, even though we are welcoming them in theory, like more uncomfortable with that side of the gay community. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know if I did like a word salad. I follow, I think the central
0: point and I might be responding with just as equal, a obscure <laughs> statement, yeah. but mm-hmm. I think that I'm not saying the pendulum swinging necessarily, but I think that uh, consistent renewed conversations about pretty privilege, the halo effect, masculinity being valued in the gay community, basically creating and establishing a stratosphere um, not stratosphere, um, what's it called? Stratification uh, among traits and the way that people are perceived in society. Mm-hmm. That has, in a large part, allowed people to have the language to know how to navigate and become more inclusive. I think it's also really reified the divide between those two groups because it's yes. constantly reaffirming that this yes. this disparate existence is real. Mhm. And so it's I don't I have no way of quantifying it because I'm not sitting in a sociological lab with all my fucking, you know, test materials, but it's interesting to think that awareness is actually just solidifying all of yes. the hegemonic principles that have always been there.
1: You know, I know someone who works for Queerty. And I, I Sometimes to the point where I think I'm kind of annoying him I will constantly Privately message him And you know get really upset About st- uh, stuff that appears Content that appears on Creator, because It seems that they do worship at the At the altar of like the Gus Kenworthy I'm sure it's because they get the most clicks But Gus Kenworthy and who's the guy from Bros? Uh, I don't know not Billy Eichner Not Billy Eichner the one that plays the boyfriend The,
0: <laughs> the one the, uh, I don't know Actually, yeah, he,
1: he's a gay like all those types of like daddies, you know, who are very masculine acting. And it's it's sort of again. Yeah, it's what we're seeing in the media. And I think you articulated more it articulately uh, what I was trying to say uh, because I was thinking out loud. And it's, and it's a longer conversation. I have to sit and think about. You. But oh, definitely. You, but, definitely. But what you do is you help me connect. It's probably part of my own biases that, yeah, I'm seeing this chubby latina with makeup on but in like male presenting clothes from what i saw and that was disturbing to me and i well, it wasn't maybe a on top of her being neck. extra yeah and maybe there was this internal hatred because actually i'm wearing makeup right now and work uh, that's why maybe i'm like you know we hate in others what we see in ourselves but i have my face is kate beat. And people don't even, I'm not even filming myself. People don't even know this.
0: <laughs> well, it's really incredibly professional for you to beat your face before coming on to a oh, yeah. cameraless podcast for yes. Drag Race.
1: Yeah. In fact, people don't know this. I have my camera on, and Robert, I think, can see me. He doesn't he, even he keep his camera on. I keep I my, my camera
0: off so that my fucking limited ass bandwidth does not make the audio quality stutter and make it sound like there's a five second delay before I start responding to you.
1: Has it ever done that?
0: That's impossible. Yeah, sev- several times I listen back to episodes and I'm like, yeah, it was a lot quicker on the uptake than that audio would suggest. I
1: don't think so. Well, you don't
0: know so because you're only getting my internet feed.
1: But I see, I see the visual. Maybe so. Well, I don't want to discuss the but science that of Riverside. But that
0: doesn't impact the fact that I'm hearing what you're saying probably with like a two-second delay.
1: I don't, this is boring for the audience. What I will I just say think it's though. funny. <laughs> no, it is funny. It's funny for off the air. Here's my oh, question. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Here's my question to you UK versus the world. I've heard of it. Season two, episode three. Uh, it was called like Drag World, I think, or something like that. Yeah, which, you, uh, what? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Which is funny because then they reference um, DragCon. Like, oh, well, it's kind of like DragCon this. And you're like, well, then why didn't you just do DragCon, which you've done that challenge in the past? Um, thoughts on this episode? What the fuck is an immersive experience? I'm assuming. Okay, this is my only relate, and this is gonna be only for like Robert and people who live in LA. Isn't that exhibit in the Broad where you go in and that's that Instagram? Mm -hmm. Like you're surrounded Mm -hmm. by
0: that? An immersive Mm -hmm. experience? That was exactly the example that I had in my mind. Also, those places that are trying to prey on social media addicts that mm-hmm. have, you know, like extra large bananas and sprinkles the size of oh, mugs yeah. so that mm-hmm. you can take all these pictures in. Yes. I, I are, Is that like, is that an immersive that experience? That be an immersive experience. Because yes. some of these girls took this challenge to mean an immersive experience is an all inclusive resort and travel oh, package, is that which what, that, that was not, that, <laughs> I don't oh, think that was the assignment.
1: Now it makes sense. I'm like, why are they on an airplane? oh but their immersive
0: experience was a genuine experience not a escape room that you go to to pretend that you're in Leonardo da Vinci's lab
1: yes interesting that's a very interesting take for people who didn't watch the episode here's what happened the queens were broken up into three teams of three uh and they each had to do you know it's the classic drag race green screen promote your brand promote this product promote this whatever and it was supposed to be about an immersive, immersive experience and promoted their brand. And Robert's right, because one of them was full on airline. And uh, in the end, um, Tia Coffee and Scarlet Envy were in the top, and the bottom were who's the Dutch one? Uh, that's Kata Minaj. Kata Minaj and John Burr's Blonde were in the bottom, and John Burr's Blonde landed up going home. And um, that's all you need to know just to understand what we're talking about. So Mm -hmm. did you have any thoughts on any, any big notes you have thoughts, you know? Well,
0: I deliberately don't don't take notes so that I don't get overstructured. One of them, which is, I think, one of my takeaways from this episode, Le Grand Dame's runway, beautiful, stunning, amazing, gorgeous. The theme was reveals. Her reveal was as she walked down the runway that she is pissing herself in a gorgeous Mm -hmm. pageant gown. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I take too many B12 pills, but that piss was um, very clear and not yellow at all, and therefore it didn't read as piss. It read as I dropped my glass on my ha- like lap.
1: Do you think there was a Manila Luzon period dress kind of thing where they're like, you can't have yellow piss. You can have clear piss, but not yellow piss. I
0: would think that, but I am caught in this like awful mental terrorizing trauma loop about Alexis Michelle's jockstrap look from All Stars 8, and that had a very visible yellow piss stain on it.
1: But that's the US and not the UK.
0: That's true. Also, to follow up on that, I did think that dress was... That look was amazing. I just... Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't... It doesn't make me feel good. Oh, you're not in the piss play? You know, I'm not a prude, but that's not my thing. I mean, that was... That was, that was fisting, piss play general pigginess no loads refuse sniffies come dump that was every single possible iteration of i haven't been fucked in a hour and therefore i need to get fucked again kind of craziness
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which that is a part of the queer community so it should be represented which is why i think it is a good look it's just like something
1: any other big novel i i literally watched it i was like yeah that was an episode well, you have made several John Burr's Blonde
0: jokes off the air, not off the air, but uh, on episodes that she wasn't around in. Is she serious and actually thinking that she's a competitor?
1: Girl. The drag delusion is real with a lot of these queens. Maya thinks she's going to win the crown.
0: That is, I mean, that that is, that's like a Mercedes and Mon Diamond saying she's going to win the crown. It's like, what the fuck, Girl. I mean, it's like opalence. She owns everything. She does. She, I mean, she owned a couple of lip syncs, which were pretty good. But yes. uh, I, John Burr's whole narrative this season was just sort of pretending to be confident and then getting immediately shit on. So I feel for her for that. But now she's home. On a very similar note, if I hear Scarlett reference, am I the drama <laughs> one more goddamn time? Yeah, It's not even funny. I don't know why the straight world decided to latch on that meet the Queens moment to mm-hmm. make viral TikToks. probably because they think they're the drama when the worst drama that they do is like ignoring someone at school pickup. But I just don't fucking understand why that's well, been repeated five times an episode.
1: It's it. Look, the, 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 the mistake is, this is a classic Joan and going off another tangent here is no one can ever really predict why something goes viral and why something doesn't. Something Sometimes things hit, sometimes they don't. You know how many fucking uh, TikToks I've seen about musical theater nerds upset that the meme of the, like, all this work and what did it get me from Gypsy? And uh-huh. that they're using the Glee version with Kurt singing and not like Ethel Merman or uh, uh, Patty LuPone or, you know, a Tyne Daly version. Uh-huh. And why are they using um, Chris Colfer singing it? And I'm like, okay, what? who cares? Who cares, <laughs>
0: right? Well, I think they're allowed to be precious about their, you know, cultural
1: touch points. I will say, I thought when they said it was the Glee version, I legitimately thought it was Leah Michelle. This Chris Colfer, does he still sound like a little girl? Are you in
0: 2009, girl? We've been done discuss this. I know but like does
1: he still sound like that
0: now that he I like, have no idea. Uh, he doesn't talk anymore. He just writes children's books, I'm
1: pretty sure. Which good for him. That sounds nice. I literally thought it was a woman. I was like, "Oh, okay, listen to that woman." I don't know. Uh,
0: in the show there was this really one of the more funny sort of back when Brad Falchuk and Ryan Murphy actually wrote scripts mm-hmm. um, to make fun of the fact that Chris Colfer's voice was so high. His mother's dead in the show just mm-hmm. as context. Um the teacher asks what uh, what do you say when you answer the phone and everyone gives their own quip and Kurt says um, uh, no this is her son she's dead and <laughs> it worked in the moment <laughs>
1: um, alright Robert any other thoughts on UKVW3 epi- No, ep- VW2 episode 3
0: yeah still loving it I realized again I thought we were going to talk more about it but this was not a great episode more? it was quite standard really no, I'm not uh, Dia- gonna fall for this Robert trick no it's not a Robert trick I just think that Dia Coffee, Dia Coffee won doing a watered down version of what Katya did on All Stars 2 which is like oh my mm-hmm. god Drag Race was so bad for me and I'm such an anxious person and now to show yeah. growth on the show I'm going to be rather explicit about how I've shown growth on the show and I didn't find it inventive or interesting but I'm still happy that Dia Coffee won uh, because I am a fan and um, I don't know why Scarlett won I don't know why anyone won, actually.
1: People messaged me to tell me, to scold me, by the way. Oh. Scold me. That I let you, take me for a ride isn't the right thing, but that you did a classic, you know, grade school trick. Oh. And that you had not watched episode two of UK versus the world episode two, and so you were turning it back on me. To get my thoughts and refuse to give your thoughts. And that you effectively (gasps) and successfully tricked me into (laughs) believing that you would watched it. Why? (laughs) I'm just telling you. Why am I painted as so nefarious? People study this show like the Torah. And they pick up on cues and vocal things. And they interpret things. and, And look. And so that's why I'm saying... Go ahead. Because I'm like, oh, is he do-? now I'm like, now I'm super like hyper aware, maybe almost to the point of paranoia where like, where you're like, well, I guess too bad I can't talk more about episode three. I'm like, go ahead.
0: Paranoia is the word because it's not true. It's false, certifiably, which I just played um, an eight hour traders game with a group of friends on Saturday. And guess who was the first one to be suspected as a trader? I didn't know seventeen out of the eighteen
1: people there. I'm gonna guess it was you,
0: of course. And I had to give the same damn defense that I gave last week about, you know, just my appearance, which is that I look I look suspicious and I talk, mm-hmm. um, in circles sometimes. But ultimately, it's it's not, not all that negative negative stuff is going on.
1: For instance, so you UK- watched. So let me ask you this question. Yes, because someone even called me and they were like. Joe, he said he didn't even watch the regular episode until like Sunday because he was busy. So mm-hmm. you think he watched episode uh, two of UK versus the World 2? And I, I go, will say
0: against my own argument, anything that I say about episode two now, you don't know if I watched it on time or if I've seen it in the last week since we last spoke. So it's almost like I have no evidence and standing but i will say that i absolutely watched it on time because as i've said before i'm much more international or much more invested in these international seasons all you all stars uk versus the world too i anticipate having a much better time viewing them than i do the regular show so i actually watch them on time and also watching drag race uh, u.s on time means that i
1: typically have to go to a bar to do so and i have to not have other plans I am now – I told you I'm paranoid. Do you have any – have you shared all your thoughts on episode three? I mean, you don't get – if you give me a prompt, ask me about an obscure moment, girl,
0: and I will give you an answer. Episode three just didn't have, like, that much content worth no, you, talking about. You don't,
1: you don't have to have more thoughts. But you no, said, I know. too bad I don't have the time to give all my thoughts. And I was like, oh, he's doing it. Well,
0: it was less that and more that – Um, The cosmic deadline quickly approaches. And it was the same Mm -hmm. with last week. We gibbed and gabbed about Mean Gays and talked a little bit about Mayhem, but I felt the time crunch, you know, crunching. So I decided to cut myself short because it was a ball. And what are we going to do? Go through every single look? No one wants to hear that anymore. Bring it to the runway was canceled.
1: Here's the thing. Don't tell Christian that. He thinks it's coming back. (laughs) What? He's, he's on his jobbers. Yeah, he's waiting by the phone, waiting for me to, uh, <laughs> to tell him that. Bring it to the Much like Rita
0: Ora's agent, he'll just answer the phone and say, Well, she'll do it.
1: Yeah. People don't listen to the show for, I mean, look, we hit the big topic, but they really just They, they, they listen to hear us kiki about, not necessarily the show, but just sort of the surrounding extended universe and topics that arise from the show. Much of what happened probably. If you were sitting at high tops, you know, uh, having a beer with me and Robert, what would we talk about in theory?
0: Yeah. Isn't that exactly the vibe? If I need to do a buttoned up, let's discuss every story beat of the show, then I'll start taking notes and it would be different.
1: Nobody nobody likes it. You know, th- this is one of the things. But I'm why is that I'm
0: your main show then?
1: I wouldn't say I'm proudest of this, but I do think it is fucking rad that there, like, there are about a thousand shows and I call it. A fag and his girlfriend and a mic okay? uh-huh. talking about RuPaul's drag race. And of all those independent shows, meaning that they we, that don't have a drag queen from the show on it, we are the number one show of that genre. Uh, Christian and, does drag. And so, like, we are very lucky. We are very blessed. But th- I think one of the mistakes they make is that they do take the show too seriously and they do want to hit every beat and just analyze it and discuss it. And if, if there are people who like that, then there is a there are about a thousand shows of people who do that. That's for sure. But f-, for the most part, I think think of this as a comedy show which has extended conversations about whatever coming up around the r- 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 RuPaul's Drag Race. So, all right. Well, why don't we call it a day there? Evan wrote to me last week. He goes... I really like that song you sing at the end. (laughs) Once again, it's like Evan can't stop digging himself in the hole. What hole? That that? he doesn't listen to the show because I have it in my head, and it goes a little something like this: Evan doesn't listen. He doesn't know all the content he's missing. He's busy with Willem and Alaska. Well. Evan, there's this question I want to ask you. Listen to our show with question marks. Um, okay, well, Robert, uh, give your plug. Where can we find you?
0: You can find me probably at High Tops, like Joe always says. And if I'm not there, I'm probably at home or wandering the streets. And I guess on Instagram at rawb 54
1: Remember I was bragging about how whenever I go to L.A. now, uh, like my grinder blows up?
0: Yeah, it's a party. But also, yeah. that's also a new user experience.
1: Yeah, there is that. But then I went to Malibu yesterday. Crickets. Nothing.
0: Well, there are also probably about eight gays out there, and all of them have sugar daddies.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's the problem. It, it, a lot of them were like Pepperdine students. And I'm like, oh I'm my not God. in that realm. No, I will God. say, and I'm not going to lie.
0: No, you never lie. You're, right you're always going to be honest
1: with me. Right by me, this... Uh, like little Cholo Twink has been uh, blowing me up on Grinder, And his name on there is Flacco mm-hmm. And I'm kind of feeling it. I'm not going to lie. But the mistake he made, I'll tell you what the mistake <laughs> he made. He's <laughs> going by he Flaco. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Life's going to catch up to you fast, mamas. The, you, your cousins can call you that. You cannot call yourself that on a dating app.
1: Wait a minute. Hold on.
0: Oh, he flacco blocked you, girl. is gone.
1: Like, was he visiting? No, he lived around here. <gasps> Which, by the way, is funny. Is we had like normal. There was nothing crazy. Conversation where it'd be like, maybe he deleted the app.
0: It is possible. There are weird things to find out about extended usage of Grinder. About how shitty their coding is. In uh-huh. that, like, if for instance, if someone blocks you or you block them, you can still find their profile if you look and see if they tapped you and or mm-hmm. if they had shared an album but if they deleted their app altogether then you shouldn't be able to see that i don't want to look that hard into it Okay, so well then, deleted their right profile the air, actually because right. deleting the app and the profile are two different things that have two different statuses on a dead profile you know well, i've i have a little bit addicted to grinder though so all
1: right r.i.p, RIP Flacco, all right we'll yeah you guys well
0: week. maybe you gained weight